This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Soul Connection Podcast, the place where you get the tools to truly connect to yourself. I am your host, Katie Arnold. Grab your journal, find your comfortable meditation position, and let's connect. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Soul Connection Podcast. This is our special bonus episode for the month, so we're not going to have a meditation, we're not going to have a journal prompt, but instead we're going to talk about ways to be more present in our lives, okay? So we're taking this big idea of presence and we are going to like dial it in and we're going to talk about how to be more present with ourselves, with our friends, with our families, with our jobs, with all the things that we have going on, right? So presence always sounds like such a simple idea. And when I think it comes into practice, it's one that's actually hard to implement. We have so many distractions in our lives, and technology is a huge part of that, right? But it's not the only part. It's not the only thing that we have to blame. Our schedules are so overloaded, and we seem to have this hard time of like actually prioritizing ourselves and our own needs and time to ourselves. So my hope is that with this podcast today, as we talk about more ways to be more present in our lives, you are able to take these ideas and put them into practice and put them into play and learn how to make presence a bigger priority in your life. So first one, let's get to this, okay? First one, meditation. Now, my hope is if you're here, (laughs) this is something that you're already learning to implement, right? It's already something that you are learning to use to be more present. And our meditation practice is this like constant practice of learning to refocus, right? It's as our monkey mind wanders off, we notice, we're aware Our presence is what alerts us to wait, 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 wait. And then we're able to refocus. We're able to bring it back in. And so meditation, whether you're sitting and doing a guided meditation that I'm taking you through or you're sitting and taking yourself through your own meditation, it is this practice of the monkey mind going kind of haywire, right? (laughs) And then choosing to noticing and then choosing to come back to this present moment. Number two, and you guys, this is a big one. We have to put our phones down. I think we all know this is something that we need to do more. And in fact, I wrote a blog post a month or two, 
maybe three months ago at this point, after sitting in a coffee shop one day working. And while I was working, I was watching this group of what appeared to be like high school age students, probably maybe college, but they looked more like high school age, sitting on a couch. There were maybe eight to 10 of them and every single one of them were on their phones. They weren't really engaging with one another. They were on their phones. And then someone in the group called them out and they all had to put their phones back like in the center of the group on the coffee table that was between these two couches. And then someone wanted to look something up and someone picked up their phone to start searching. And then you just watched as each person went back in and picked their phones back up. And soon enough, they were all right back on their phones. And when we are doing this all the time, we're not present with one another. We're not with the people that we're with. I know we are all guilty of this from time to time, myself included. But something that I want to challenge you guys to do, and I've really been trying to challenge myself to do this too, is to leave my phone in my purse, in my coat pocket, like not on the table. You know, when we keep our phones on the table, whether they're face up or face down, it is a very easy distraction to just go and pick it up and look who that notification came from or get lost in something on it and being more engrossed by the phone than the person that you're with. So, and I, I'll say that sometimes this may even mean you don't get as many pictures on vacations or trips or times with friends. And while those things are great, they're great. I don't want to discount that. I love to have photographic triggers of memories and stuff. But the actual memory, the memory of being in the moment is the thing that we miss sometimes by having our phones in front of our faces. So at the time of this recording, I just went to Cabo a couple weeks ago with my team from my day job. And I probably have the least photos and videos of that trip of anyone on that team because I kept my phone in my bag most of the time. I wanted to be in the moment with everybody. I didn't want to be sitting at the pool scrolling Instagram because why? It doesn't matter. I didn't want to like be on this boat and stuck behind the screen trying to take more photos and videos of the whales that were leaping out of the water. I wanted to see it with my own eyes. There's a little bit of an exchange that has to happen there, right, of, of choosing to have the memory over the memory through a device. And I have videos from the rest of my team. They all took videos, and I asked them to send them to me, so I have them to look at. But in that moment, I got to experience it in person, and that meant really more to me. I was able to be more present with that moment seeing it with my own two eyes. Okay, I think you guys get that, right? <laughs> okay, moving on to number three, focus on one thing at a time. You guys, this is so hard for me. And I know I'm not alone in it. I know I'm not alone in it. But focusing on one thing, I am like the serial 
multitasker. You guys, for a long time, I thought this was a good thing. I thought it was a good thing that I was a multitasker. And it's not that multitasking is a bad thing per se, but multitasking takes us out of the present moment. Multitasking has our brain like firing in a thousand different directions. And that's not always the best thing. And so I'm trying to learn to focus on one thing at a time. And a really good example and a really good place to start is by focusing on what we're eating. By just sitting down with your bowl or plate of food and focusing on the nourishment of that food. Focusing on the taste of that food. Focusing on the textures of what you're eating. And allowing yourself to be really present in that moment of eating that food. Instead of eating it and watching TV or eating it and working at your computer. Hello, guilty over here. So how can we focus on one thing at a time? And the goal or the way, a great way to start is simply through focusing on one thing at a time. And let's start with focusing on what we're eating. And maybe you'll find that there's other parts of your life, other areas of your life that you can continue this practice. Next is get into nature. Oh, you guys, this one is so good. And I have a dog. He has to get walked. He loves to get walked. And thankfully, I really enjoy walking him. For us too, just like little sidebar (laughs) Walking him two to three times a day, every single day, improved his walking so much. Surprise, surprise, right? It also really helps us to get out in nature, to get the fresh air. And while I will say I often listen to a podcast or an audiobook while I'm walking in nature, it's also really nice sometimes to listen to nothing, to listen to the sounds of the world around you, to listen to the birds chirping, to listen to the wind blowing through the trees and kind of the way the leaves crackle, like to be able to hear those things is so lovely. So whether you're getting out in nature on a walk or you're just choosing to sit in your backyard or you're putting your feet on the ground, like get in nature Maybe you have a garden, like all these sorts of things really ground us. And I think that grounding brings in this greater sense of presence. All right, next up is learning to listen to your body, mind, soul, and spirit. Now we are learning to have conversations with ourselves and this practice, this soul connection practice that we do here on the podcast, our meditation, our journaling, and if you head over to my YouTube channel and you do any of my movement practices, my mindful movement practices, these practices are learning to have conversations with yourself. And when you learn to have conversations with yourself, you have to get more present because those conversations give you this opportunity to go, how do I feel in this moment? What do I need in this moment? Do I need to move a little bit faster? Do I need to slow down? Do I want to sit here in this meditation a little bit longer? These conversations are not always easy and they're not 
always easy even to learn. So if you're finding this practice to be a little harder to get into, to learn, to connect to, keep practicing because you will get there and it is so, so, so worth it. I promise you it is so worth it. So next up is release distractions. And now I know this sounds really similar to putting your phone down and in many ways it is. And it's also kind of tied into the idea of focusing on one thing at a time, but we all have different distractions. And so learning to release those distractions or set those distractions aside, and those distractions could be your children, they could be your pets, they could be your phone, they could be so many different things. And I want to give a really interesting example of this and where I really learned something new about myself recently. Maybe I even shouldn't say that it's something new that I learned about myself, but I know I'm easily distracted. And something that I know about myself is I can watch a movie at a movie theater far easier than I can watch a movie at home. I can sit and I can watch a TV show, watch multiple episodes of a TV show, but while I'm doing so, I usually have my computer on my lap or my phone there or a notebook or something, and I'm multitasking. And if I try and just watch a movie, I can't usually get into it because I have so many other things going on, or I'm at home and I think about the fact that I wanted to clean my kitchen and I hadn't done it yet, or I want to go switch out the laundry and then I get distracted by tons of other things. So learning to release distractions is something that I really struggle with. And a couple weeks ago, or well, at this point, a month ago, I took a yoga breathwork coaching course because I loved the breathwork that we were doing with the meditations on this podcast and I wanted to learn more so I can try and help you all even more through breathwork because it is really powerful. But this was a 12-day intensive course that I was doing outside of my day job, outside of the yoga business that I am building, outside of trying to care for a dog and also find time to relax. And so there was a lot going on. And I would work my day job all day and so I would miss the live calls that were happening and so I would finish my day job and then I would have to well maybe go take my dog for a walk give myself a little bit of a break okay like I'm, I'm human and then sit back in front of my computer for another two hours to watch what I missed earlier in the day my brain could not focus. It could not focus for like the life of me. So what I learned to do was for the really, and I mean, I'll just give a little bit of background on this course is it was usually the first hour or so was 45 minutes to an hour was the lesson, like what we had to learn out of that class that day. And then the last chunk of usually an hour, sometimes a little bit longer, was a Q&A from people. So it was everyone submitting their questions on materials that had been, we'd gone over and the questions that were coming up. So for the actual lesson, I would set my computer up in front of my stationary bike and I would bike I started, I changed, I gave it a name. I called it my bike and learn. And I would ride my stationary bike for the entirety of 
the section that was this new coursework. So I could focus and like tune in exactly to the coursework. And I wasn't like doing any sort of intense riding. I was just sitting on the bike and I was pedaling my feet and I was watching the screen and I was soaking in the information. And meanwhile, my phone was across the room. My computer and all my alerts were on do not disturb. And I was just focused in on this coursework. And then when the lesson was over, I would hop off my bike, I would press pause, I would go make dinner, and I would watch the Q&A while eating dinner. And now this does go against one of my tips earlier, so like I totally understand. But this was a season. This was a 12-day intense period where I had to find a way to really focus. I had to get my coursework done in that 12-day period, and I found this really helpful. So when it comes to releasing distractions, the point of that whole thing that I just gave is that when it comes to releasing distractions, you have to find what works for you, and you have to be willing for that to adapt and change and maybe look a little bit different than you thought it would, and to try different things and see what works and see what sticks. And now I learned that that was something that was really helpful for me. So when I take other courses or if there's other videos that I want to watch, and if I find myself constantly picking up my phone and getting distracted by different things, I'm going to hop on my bike and I'm just going to pedal out my feet and I'm going to watch what's going on so I can actually learn and soak it in. So next is movement, and this should not come as a surprise to anyone that we are talking movement because movement is a great way to be present. Yoga is really an act of presence, and I think movement in general, like a lot of people talk about how when they run or when they bike or when they swim, it is like a moving meditation for them, and it totally can be. The thing that you have to be that like requires you to be so present though is like you have to be aware of your body and where it's at in different moments and especially like if you're thinking if you're like lifting heavy weights if you are not present and you are not staying present in your body as you are moving around these heavy weights you're putting yourself at risk of getting hurt So using movement can be a really beautiful way to practice presence because you have to be present to make sure that you're not getting hurt, right? The other thing that I'll say about that is like when I'm teaching yoga, it is some of the most present I ever am. And it's because I'm trying to guide a a practice for other people. I'm trying to help them be more present. And if my mind is distracted... That's when I'm going to start getting my right side and my left side confused. That's going to be when I forget to do one side entirely. That's going to be when I start messing up my cueing. And so I have to be present. And there is something that is so beautiful about that. And I just, I love it. So movement is a great practice for presence. Okay, you guys, we are almost, we're almost there, but this next one should come again as no surprise. We are talking about journaling, right? Like journaling is this beautiful presence practice and I love pairing it with meditation and as you guys know, right? But also like if you just want to do a gratitude journaling practice at the end of your day, That also requires presence, but it doesn't just require presence in that moment. It actually requires you to be more present throughout the 
the day or throughout the entire day that you just had. Because if you are going to talk about things in your day that you're grateful for, you have to have been present in your day to recognize them, to acknowledge them. I have different moments throughout my day. My journaling practice right now is mostly a gratitude practice. Throughout my day, as different things happen, I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful for this moment that I just had. And I, it's like a note and a trigger to myself that this is something I'm going to be able to journal on later and I'm going to be able to expand on later because I was so present in that moment and feeling that gratitude in that moment, right? And journaling just in general, like when we get into that like subconscious state where we are just writing and things are flowing out of us, we are so present with ourselves. We're releasing the distractions around us because we are just in that moment with ourselves, with that paper, with that pen, and we're just writing, we're just going, and you're nowhere else but in that moment. And it's just so beautiful and such a great practice to tap into. And I'm hoping that that is something that you guys have felt that you have learned um, and you've experienced through this podcast and through your meditation and journaling practices that we're building here. The last one, you guys, feel the feelings. And I know this is a hard one, right? Because I'm talking about the good feelings, the bad feelings, the ugly feelings, the shit feelings. Feel your feelings. And this might seem like a weird one to toss into presence, but the practice of feeling your feelings actually allows us to be able to work through them a little bit more. You have, you have to feel them, to recognize them, to work through them, to understand where they come from, to understand how to push past them and not just like push them down, but actually like work through them, like comb through them. And so feeling your feelings and sitting with them and acknowledging them, that's also like a part of that conversation with ourselves. And we have to be present with them. And it doesn't mean that when you're feeling like crap, you have to sit there for an hour and feel like crap. Because I think once you find, when you sit with it and you acknowledge it and you give it a name, it doesn't need to be so intense or last so long. Okay, you guys. This is not an exhaustive list by any means, but I think this is a really great place for you to start. And these are practices that I've personally put into play to help me be more present in my life. And I hope you find them helpful. And I hope you found something on this list that you could maybe challenge yourself to put into practice, to start to play with, to get used to. And, you know, You've got this Soul Connection podcast. We have this beautiful opportunity together every single week to practice presence together. And we can practice with our meditations, with our journaling prompts. And then, of course, you guys know if you want to add that movement component to it, my YouTube channel is a great place to do so. I'll leave a description in the show notes. So if you want to practice yoga with me as well, I'm not just a meditation teacher and like journaling coach. I am a registered yoga teacher and I want to help you guys find this place of connection and presence is a really beautiful place to do so. So come find me at I am Katie Arnold or at Soul Connection Podcast and I will see you all next time.